Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me, Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Joe, thank you for having me. That was sort of... Uh, that was a little intense, right? I that was like an you. intense kind of thing. <laughs> you know, Michael, I'm, I'm just going to just say this because I, you know, I didn't get, I didn't say this in our last episode. Uh, just loving, loving where uh, the good place is going. It's, oh, it's, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm your friend, so <laughs> <laughs> I would lie to you, but I don't feel like I need to because it's great. It's, it would it's... also be weird if you brought it up only to tell me that you didn't like it. <laughs> Right. That'd be a good way to start nothing. that. That'd be a good way to Michael the show. What, what were you thinking? No, right. it's it's, it's uh, we're five episodes five episodes have aired as of now. Uh, it's on NBC at eight thirty. If you're interested in watching it, I would highly recommend you go on uh, Hulu or NBC.com and watch it from the beginning because it's very serialized and you won't know what's happening. And and you said this a couple of weeks ago, and and I would just like to confirm. That's a hundred percent true. It's a story. It's a story, yeah. sort of like a little bit, a little bit. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know your business. I and 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 don't don't really want to. Um, <laughs> but there's a little cliffhangery kind of like uh, serial kind of thing going on here. Yeah, that's by design. It has uh, the episodes have like old sort of old timey cliffhangers. Yeah, and, yeah. And and it and they pick up uh, right where they sort of uh, left off. Um, next week, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's like a, it's all connected. It's so, so that, fit. It's that's fit. why you have to watch it from the beginning because you can't. It's sort of there's no previously on, and even if there were, it would be too way too complicated to <laughs> try to explain it. So um, yeah, watch from the beginning. Watch from the beginning. And I I can't recommend that highly. Enough. I mean, it's 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 fantastic, super fun, and you'll just you'll the thing I love about it, and this is this is I mean I, I think this is sort of already become a little bit of a of a hallmark for you. Uh, you just love the people, the characters. I mean, that's just like you you love the characters. I think oh, that's... Yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a very good cast. There's a lot of cool... Obviously, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell are in it. Everyone loves them. Most people love them. Uh, but then there's also like some new people you've never probably yes. seen before, and they're really great. Well, we actually saw... Uh, one of the characters on Electric Company, the girls, like that was the first thing that they noticed. Uh, the person who plays Cheedy... Uh, was I guess a regular on Electric Company? Did you know that? I assume you knew that. I don't know if I did know that. No. <laughs> oh well, apparently that's that they were they were telling me this today. They were super excited about their Electric Company uh, connection. Fantastic. So all right, there you go. All right, here we go. So we are doing our draft this week, and as you will remember, um, because who listening to this thing doesn't remember every single thing we do? Yeah, um, I people take copious <laughs> notes and, and track track everything as we go along but in, we, case you, in case you've lost your notes uh, yeah this is sort of on a previously on uh moment uh we we swapped fourth round picks uh right. last time so you having the first pick i will have the my my pick in the third round and then immediately get my fourth pick and then you will get your fourth and fifth pick together so for those people watching at home listening at home <laughs> uh, uh okay so you're gonna explain what we're doing we are yeah. drafting board games we are drafting yeah. very exciting i will say going in i'm i'm, I'm gonna make excuses right up front I, I i know nothing about board i mean i played a lot of board games as a kid but i know nothing about board games i went online just to kind of do a, a quick scouting and i would see top 50 board games and i've never heard of any of the 50 on there so really? yeah so i'm gonna just tell you that right now that this is you have a huge advantage in board games um all right uh, you well, have the first pick, though. You have the first pick. I do have the first pick. Um, I feel like I have to go with chess. No, oh, um, picking see. chess first. Uh, um, it's the pick. it is the king, unintended pun of uh, of board <laughs> games. 
it is a game at which it should be noted I am terrible. Really? Yes, I am a, uh, a an absurdly bad chess player. <laughs> it, it it's a game that I should be good at by all rights. Sure. Uh, I, I I started playing it when I was fairly young. My dad taught it to me when I was were pretty young, and I went to college with some people who were really into it, and like they tried really hard to get me to learn it and be better at it. And I, it never worked. <laughs> just, you know, the, the famous, the obvious thing everybody says about chess, which is true, is that you have to sort of see, see the board, see the whole board and think several moves ahead and all of those things. I can't do any of that. And it, and it drives me crazy. Like I have no ability to see into the future uh, in chess, but you cannot deny how beautiful a game it is, how perfectly created it is how impressive it is when someone is really good at it uh and for historical reasons for mathematical reasons for sort of elegance reasons for literary reasons there's a million wonderful you know novels and plays everything that involved chess it's just it's the best board game there is and it's the and it's the obvious number one pick. You know, it it is. There, there's there's nothing it was going to be my pick. I was hoping you would go for something I'd never heard of and uh and <laughs> I would be able to take chess. Now I have a very a very distinct chess background. My father uh won the Cleveland Open. Uh so my father was a was at one point a master uh, level, not quite grandmaster uh level, but a master uh, 2000 point above or whatever, uh, chess player. And he taught me how to play and, and, uh, and I, I loved it as a kid. And then I, I, I stopped playing and, and then I started playing again, uh, much later in life for the craziest reason of all, um, which was, I went to do a story on priest homes. Remember priest homes sure. from the chiefs. Uh, this was when priest homes was crazy good, like crazy, just you know, he was he was the your first pick in your fantasy draft and set the NFL record for touchdowns and all those things. Um, he was he was not he didn't like the media. He didn't like anybody really in the media. Didn't like talking to the media. And I was the Kansas City Star columnist. I needed to figure out a way to do it. And he loved chess, so I went to do a story on him and chess. And we ended up playing chess uh, there. And and this one thing led to another. I wrote the piece. He really liked it. Uh, and we ended up, he's like, you know, I really like playing chess. It relaxes me. Uh, and we started playing chess every week before games. So on Fridays I would come out to the stadium and we would set up this little cheap plastic chess set, uh, on like a, like a card table and with metal chairs in the middle of, of like a hallway, giant hallway, uh, on Fridays before games, we would play chess and like other players would come out and watch us. And, and it was funny. And, uh, and, and I loved it because it, because to me, chess, what's so great about chess is I don't think there's another game where you get to know your opponent as well as you do in chess. Like you, you, you get to figure out like how ruthless they are and how clever and there are just so many things anyway. So we played chess and I never beat him. I never, he beat me every time I would have him beat and then he would find some crazy way to escape and, and this. And so Months, months later, uh, he was he went to like speak at like a, a club, like a rotary club. And he said, OK, he was taking questions. And one of the questions was, yeah, I hear you play Joe uh, in chess. I wrote about it. Uh, how good a chess player is. 
he and Priest Holmes gave what I think is the ultimate uh, scouting report of my life. He said, Joe is really a good chess player, but he's a choker. So that's it. That was... <laughs> so, so that was my life there. Chess is the ultimate number one pick. By the way, you didn't even mention one of the great things about chess, which is every game gets compared to chess when it starts reaching its intellectual limit. That's right. It's always a, and there's also a, one person is playing chess, the other's playing checkers. Checkers, I know. Which what a Great rip creative. on checkers. What a rip. There is also one beautiful, uh, sort of like possibly apocryphal historical anecdote about chess. Do you know this about the? I think it's usually it said like it's the the person who invented the game in India uh, presented it to the king, and the king said. You know what? Can I give you as a gift? Oh yes! Thank That's, you for this. You know this. Love thing. this story. I love this. And the and the inventor of the game said, um, "Give put one grain of wheat on the chessboard uh, on the first square of the chessboard, and put the then put two on the next che- uh, square of the chessboard, and keep going. Then four keep doubling. Yeah. And the story, and it's like then put eight, sixteen, and the king said, "Ah, what a meager, uh, you know, sad <laughs> prize." And but it's two to the sixty-fourth power, which would be like more grains of wheat than there are, you know, molecules in the universe or whatever. <laughs> and, and that uh, it, I learned that in in math class one day, and I thought that was a great story. I love that story. I love that story. I, I and I've never heard the ending. Like the ending, the two endings I've heard. One was he's like, "Oh, ha ha, no," you, you know. Once he realized. You know, the king realized he'd been had. He's like, I I will give you anything else. And he's like, asked for his daughter in marriage. That was one version I heard. The other version I heard was that he he was killed. So, um... (laughs) That's probably more likely. Both, both. both. Humiliate a king in like the 13th century (laughs) and think you're going to get away with it. All right, I got my... So that's it. Chess was my best pick. So I've got my first pick. And uh, I'm going to right off the bat show you where, where I'm going with this thing. Uh, I am going to take Stratomatic Football as my first pick. Um, and I'm, I'm leaving Stratomatic Baseball on the board, um, basically because I don't have enough games, really. So I'm doing that. <laughs> um, Stratomatic Football is awesome for anybody. I don't know if you – have you ever played Stratomatic Football? Have you ever? I don't think I ever have. It's so great. And I never would have thought that because I'm obviously a baseball guy more than anything. Uh, and if my a buddy uh, – just when I was out of college, a buddy of mine introduced me. Uh, to Stratomatic football, and you know it's it's essentially. I mean, it's it's obviously a very very simplified version of the game, but you know you you design plays, run, pass, and you design defenses, when to blitz, how many to blitz, do these things, and you move cards around and roll dice to determine what's you know card it's going to go on. So it's a lot like baseball, Stratomatic baseball, and that kind of thing, except it is the most intense game, even including chess. I've ever played because at some point you realize that if the other guy beats you, then he's better coach than you are. And you are terrible at this. And it is so, I have never felt, I, I, I wrote, wrote a column about this once that, that that is the closest I'll ever be to feeling, um, what those coaches feel on the field. And obviously it's a one billionth of what they feel on the field, but that intense pressure of going up against somebody else. And look, it's you're all you're doing is, is calling plays and, and, and calling defenses. I mean, you're really not controlling the game or anything, but yet there is this, this intensity that you feel trying to, to beat the other guy. And we played hundreds of games and, and some of the worst experiences of my entire 
sort of whatever. I don't know. You could call it a sport life or whatever, but, <laughs> but are, are playing Stratomac football because he, because I, I double covered a receiver and Dan Fouts still found him and beat me with a, with a late touchdown. And, and I mean, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was so, so upset. Um, which probably speaks to my own insanity, but I don't care. Stratomatic football, awesome game. My number one pick. Um, all right. So far, I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> this was the one. This was the week to have the number one pick. I'm going to say. True. Yeah, also, by the way, we should we should have prefaced this whole thing by saying let's just apologize to Keith Law. Oh my a, gosh! Right in like, advance. He, Keith Law loves board games more than anything else in the world right. and knows more about them than anyone I know personally. Yes. And I'm sure no matter what we do, he's going to be horrified by what we, by what we select. So let's just well, blanket apology. Sorry, Keith, if you're listening, we apologize for our ignorance and, and stupidity. I'm going to go a step further than that. Keith, if you're listening, stop to stop the thing right now, <laughs> because that's, that's dramatic football pick I just made. That's yeah. as good as it gets for me. He That's... probably didn't won't hear this apology because he turned it off <laughs> when he heard you pick Stratomatic football. <laughs> he probably wasn't that crazy about your chess pick either. But I don't know. I mean, I think I get away with chess. You do. Yeah. Chess is great. Chess is great. All right. All right. It, um, this is second, where this is where the butt kicking begins. Go on. It's yours. Uh, no, I believe me. I'm not. I'm not nearly Keith Law. I like <laughs> board games, but I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a fanatic. I'm gonna go with backgammon from my Ah, uh, see, that was on my board. What is this? <laughs> I have better scouts. <laughs> backgammon is a wonderful game, and I think it is a little bit second fiddle to chess yeah. in terms of sort of classic games. There was a backgammon board in my grandfather's house, uh, and my grandfather taught me to play the game, and I, it's a wonderful game. It really is. It's like it's exactly the right amount of sort of luck and, and also strategy. It also has this wonderful thing where when you're betting, you can bet. There's a, in a standard backgammon game, there's a, there's a cube. It's one, two, uh, you know, two, four, eight, 16, 32, awesome. 64 cube, and you can at any point double challenge your opponent to double the you know the point that you're theoretically playing for and your opponent has to sort of figure out whether that's a good idea for him or not uh and that and then has, he can double you back that's the that's the best part they can double you back yeah and we have you know there in my family there are these running backgammon and you know endless year after year after year tallies that we would keep track of that were really fun but the game itself is also just really lovely and the the if you have a good backgammon set, and my grandfather this really old, wonderful backgammon set, the sort of sound of the dice rolling around mm-hmm. inside the little cup that you get is very satisfying, and the hitting a, a uh, the shot, the the roll that you need when you need it is so exciting. And if you if you have ever thought about learning how to play backgammon and never have, I highly recommend it. It's a very very fun, simple game. Yeah, I I love that. We, we were we were a family of backgammon players, and and. Uh... Uh, I love the game. I've always felt like, like I was pretty. The, the thing I like about backgammon, in, in that's different from chess, is that chess is. I'm not going to say it's. I mean, there's no luck involved in chess at all, uh, other than whether or not you 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 know get white or black, I guess. But other than that, there's no luck involved. So if I played, uh, you know, a grandmaster in chess. Under no circumstances could I win. Under there, it's not possible for me right. to win right. unless he falls asleep in the middle or whatever. You but, couldn't. You, you couldn't last twelve moves. No, 
No. But if I played a great backgammon player, but I got to choose what my dice were, I could win. Yeah. You know, that's so, so it's, I mean, that, that, I mean, nobody's ever that lucky. Um, but there's enough luck in it that you have like a chance against really anybody, as long as you sort of know the, the game and a little bit of how it feels. Um, but you will, you will, if I played the best backhand player, I would lose every time, yeah. but I would lose every time because they're a better player than me, but there's always the chance that I would roll the dice and, and, you know, look, if, if you roll the dice and, and you could actually determine, okay, I want six and one here. I want, you know, double fives. I want whatever. Um, he, there's nothing they can do. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing they can do. So, right. uh, so anyway, I do love backgammon. It's a great pick. Now I'm just stuck. So I have chess. I mean, basically there were three things I wanted. Well, four, if you count the two Stratomatics, uh, and then chess and backgammon. And now I'm completely stuck. So I'm going to just start picking the, the stupid games that I loved as a kid, and, and right. uh, that's nothing I can do. So I am going to choose Monopoly, which I know is a terrible pick. Um, but we used to play epic – well, not used to, still do. Still play epic Monopoly games. I will say this about Monopoly and the reason I didn't want to take it. Monopoly feels a little bit to me, and I don't mean to besmirch the good people at Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it always seems like a better idea before you get it. <laughs> Like, oh, man, let's get together and play Monopoly. And then you're kind of halfway through Monopoly. And then you're like, yeah, I forgot. This part of it is not that you've, nobody has a Monopoly. So this there's nothing we want to trade. You know, there's it, it sort of loses its fun. But that said, it's iconic. Uh, I did spend many, many, uh, uh, you know, a rainy uh, afternoon in our in our basement uh, playing Monopoly with with friends. Uh, you invent rules, which is kind of cool. Nobody really thinks of free parking as free parking. It's, you know, it's always some house rule about free parking, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, I like the idea of, of you want to go to jail sometimes. I think that's true to life. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't have great defense for Monopoly other than I did have a lot of fun playing Monopoly through the years. You don't need to you don't need to apologize. This is a good pick. Monopoly is a good Monopoly is a good game. There's a reason that it has remained in the public consciousness for a long time. And it's because it's a fun game. It is and fun. It also has a good blend of luck and strategy, I think, you know, and and uh, it's fun. It's a fun game. I, I know what you mean. Where like the, you do hit a point in Monopoly, as you by the way also do in Risk, uh, <laughs> which is on my board and which I may choose. But you do hit a point very often in the game where you're like, "Oh, can someone just end this?" Like you know, it does have the like the great thing about chess and backgammon, for example, is like they end. They, they end. don't go on forever. <laughs> they, they someone will win those games, or you will realize that you are you can't win and you'll just concede. Monopoly has the tendency to kind of linger uh, unpleasantly. So, but it's a good pick. Well, I, well, I'll say one good thing about Monopoly that is absolutely true. And look, and I think this is sort of how why I I love Stratomatic. It's why I love chess. There are epic moments that you do remember from those games. Like they're like things that happen. I remember I was playing uh, with a with a buddy of mine and his wife, and they had just gotten married. His wife is just she's just a business genius and she's wonderful i couldn't love her more uh and we got her to play monopoly with us and she would she didn't want to play and she's like i, I it's too i'm too competitive and so we said no no we got to play and so we played the three of us and 
the watching her play Monopoly, that was really the we're playing checkers, she's playing chess thing. She like figured out which of us was like the real threat and sort of cut cut us out and then sort of separated us and then like, okay, now I'm taking you out and and just ended it. That was like, I'm like, oh, that's how Monopoly's played. Like we've always played it like, oh, you don't have any money, take some more money out of the bank. She basically played it like, yeah, I got to go to bed. I'm ending both of your lives. Basically, I'm putting you both into bankruptcy like huh. immediately. It was really an impressive thing. That's cool. It I was like cool. Story. I like that there's some that there's people who are that good at that good at something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. I uh, I have a, a pick that I really want that I know you're not going to take, so I'm going <laughs> to hold it for later. And instead, I was. Uh, um, this is a controversial pick. I've already won because I have chess and backgammon, and you pick stratomatic football first. So I've <laughs> and already... Monopoly. So I'm going to make a, a kind of crazy pick that's just pure personal preference. I'm going to pick Stratego. Wow, Stratego is that hurts not, you. It's not a great game. Not it, a great game. It's, it's it's a little boring. But when I was a kid, it was the first board game other than like Shoots and Ladders or Candyland or one of those kind of kid games that I ever played, and I became obsessed with it. Really? And, yeah. And there were the thing about Stratego is. There are just enough weird rules in it. And there's like four total rules. But there's like two rules in the game where like only a spy can take a one. You know, a one is the highest, uh, at least. I think they've actually flipped it. I think now nine is the highest. It used to be that one was the most powerful little guy and nine was the least powerful. I believe it's flipped. But only a spy can take a one. So you'd have to like kind of keep your spy in a place where you felt like you had a chance to like if the guy other prisons one was like making a run you could like use your spy to get him and stuff and like you hide your flag and there was like a little bit of everyone would always hide their flag in the corner and surrounded by bombs and then at some point you learn like oh wait hide your like put a nine in the corner and surround that by bombs and then people will see those bombs and then they'll think that's your flag there's it's like it's like baby it's basically like baby step strategy game it's like a strategy game that is taking you from candy land and shoots and ladders <laughs> towards like backgammon and chess. You know, it's like a, it's like a beginner's uh, kids game of strategy and it, it's not great at all. And this is where Keith, if he didn't turn it off after you, uh, <laughs> you, heard you take stratomatic football, he's now done, but it, it's purely just for like nostalgia purposes. I I'm choosing Stratego number three. All right. Then, I mean, I'm back in the game. Let's just put it that way. Um, That's how confident I am. About how <laughs> you, you, you can't you're, you can't lose this draft. Nostalgia pick at three because I know that you're already doomed. I'm doomed. Plus, you you know games I don't even know. Um, I hated Stratego. I hated it, and and maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe I just felt like I I just didn't. I wanted to skip right to chess and backgammon or something. I don't know. Uh, I just thought Stratego was boring. I just thought it was really, really boring. It is, oh, it's definitely boring. <laughs> no, but there's no question that it's a boring game. Well, look, at this point, I, I don't care. I, I've already accepted defeat. So I'm I'm going to go with my favorite games, which is, you know, the way it should be anyway. Uh, so with my third pick, I'm going to take uh, Millsborn. Uh, now, do you have you played Millborns? Have you played no. this before? Okay, so it's a it's a card game. So I don't really know if it's even. I guess it's a board game. I guess card game, board game. But you buy it in the box, you know. And it's it's this. I don't even know where my parents found it, but I mean, I, it. I've looked for it since then, like in places. Every so often, I'll see it like in a Target or something. So basically, the the point of the game is 
it's a road race, okay? And they have cards that have numbers on it, and that's how many miles or kilometers. I think it's it's because much of a it's kind of a French game. Um, there you go. But you also have all of these cool hazards that you can basically throw on other people. So you can like say, "Oh, flat tire, boom, you're 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 out of gas." Uh, and so I think there were like a few of them, like you, you could, you could cause them to have an accident. You could cause them to have a flat tire. You could cause them to, to be out of gas. I, I, there were a few others. And the only way you could get back in the race was you had to get the card that had like a full tank of gas or a spare tire or whatever. And so you would like play the strategy off this, but the best part of the whole Millborn, and I know I'm I know you're just dying to go get this game immediately. Um, the best part was you had like these game, these things that I guess you would call them like, um, uh, like they were, they were like, they were like super shields essentially. So like there was like, so instead of an accident, there would be some card that would basically make it so you could never have an accident. And if you threw that card down on top of the other person's, uh, card, you could you would say the words. I still don't even know what the, know what this means. You would say "Kufu Ray." That's what you'd say, uh, and I don't know what that means. I think it's something French, and and then basically knock them like way back in the race. So I I know I just did an incredibly poor job of explaining this game. <laughs> so that so that if you've never played the game, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And if you have played the game and like it, you're very angry at me right now. I get it, but know that it comes from love. Uh, we used to play that game all the time, and and uh, it was it was more even more than Monopoly as a family. That was sort of our family rainy day game, uh, and I loved it. And I'm picking it number three, and I'm picking it proudly. All of the momentum that I willingly <laughs> gave me <laughs> by choosing Stratego third, you just squandered all of that momentum. You don't know Keith Law might like Millborns. All right, so now you go again, right? Cause and I go again, which is, I mean, look, I was down to Millbourne's already. Like, what, what do you think? I have a fourth pick after that. So I'm going my fourth pick, and, and I don't feel good about this at all, but I'm going to pick it anyway um, because I played it a lot when I was a kid. Uh, Battleship. Battleship is really even worse than Stratego as far yeah. as, like, being strategically boring. Yeah. It's an incredibly boring game, but I choose it for for one. I used to play that. I used to play that a lot, um, and it was so. It's it, you put your ships always in like the most obvious places. You don't think you are, but it's always like, oh, you're probably in one of those corners. You know, you always knew where everybody's ships were. Um, but the reason I used to play, the reason that that it's, it's it was cool for me, is in probably the late seventies. So probably just before you were born. There was this uh, electronic version of yeah. Battleship. Do you remember this? Sure, yeah. Where you would, if you hit the person's ship, uh, it would buzz. Like, he would be like, you'd hear that little buzzer sound. And uh, a friend of mine had it. He was like the first person in our neighborhood to get electronic Battleship. And for two years, that's all I wanted out of life. Was I didn't, I didn't even like playing Battleship. But I just thought that was the most advanced, technically advanced thing I'd ever seen in my entire life was Electronic Battleship. Even though, frankly, it was just the same sound as like when you hit the side in operation. I mean, it wasn't any different than that. Um, but it felt different to me. And so because it played such a role in my life, even though it isn't a great game, uh, I'm picking Battleship. 
Battleship is, uh, I, I also did not have and coveted the electronic version, and then I, I played it at a friend's house and was like, oh, this is somehow worse. It's <laughs> so, it's, it's somehow, it's, it's not even, because you didn't get, even get the same sort of satisfaction of manually, like, putting the little peg in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Battleship is, like, really fun when you're seven, and then you're, if, I've tried to play with my son and my daughter, and it's like, oh boy, this is just boring. And yeah, even like kids are bored by it. It's really not great. Um, so you have, welcome, you can have it. You can. <laughs> I, I think it's tied with Stratego. Um, it's probably about as boring. It's maybe a little more boring than Stratego. I don't know. They're both pretty boring. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll pick Scrabble since you no one's picked Scrabble. Um, I'll have. I I I have a hard. I, I'm not as bad at Scrabble as I am at chess. I'm not great at Scrabble. And when you play someone in Scrabble who know who has memorized all of the two-letter words oh and gosh. like 78% of the three-letter words and 56% of the four-letter words and all of that stuff, it's really infuriating. Yes. And yes. and I you know, I I get it. That's how you play the game, but at the same time, it's it's very very infuriating when you play people like that. Uh and because and because you can't like what are you going to do challenge every you know whatever <laughs> the point is that the the satisfaction the the reason I'm picking it really is because the satisfaction that you get when you can play all of your tiles in one word yeah. is so overwhelming it's you feel like a champion you feel like a a great uh, powerful wizard who has like <laughs> risen above the into the heavens and is like you know, just all power, omnipotent. Like, and, and that, that, that very rare feeling, it's, at least it's rare for me, because again, I'm not great at the game. That feeling alone makes it incredibly fun to play that game. And those rare moments of triumph are, will carry you through. So I'm all too Scrabble. You know what? It's fine. I, I didn't really like Scrabble, but I will say that I went through a huge stretch of time and I'm not in it anymore but a three or four year stretch of time where I was more or less obsessed with words with for friends with words with friends the phone sure. and which I guess is Scrabble essentially, um, and I was obsessed with it. I did. I started getting I because I it was a cool way to sort of connect with people who you know live far away and and I'm friends with and and we would get into big huge fights over things and all that. Uh, and so it was kind of cool. I never, I don't know, even as 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 infatuated as I am with words. Um, I, I never got into Scrabble. I never, I never got into crossword puzzles or, or word searches or uh, none of that stuff ever really appealed to me for some reason. Are you a crossword puzzle guy? I am. I'm a big crossword puzzle guy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, and, but again, I'm not very good at Scrabble. <laughs> I don't really know why. I just, I'm not that good. Because, I, like, I, because I, to be good, you do. You have to know all the Z, Q words. Yeah. But and, also, I also think, I think that maybe being not great at Scrabble and not great at chess may be related. I think there's something about the geometry of the games that, that, um, that is related in some way. It's like the way that my brain works, I just don't think is, I'm just not very good at stuff like that, of like configurations and kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't, maybe I'm crazy. So if, if we played chess, I would win? Is that Oh, yeah. oh easily. I, 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 it's hard to describe how truly bad I am. <laughs> and, I, and I like it. I'm just, I'm very bad. I have no ability to kind of plan or see problems as they develop i don't i can't sense threats to my own 
players. I can't advance good threats in any kind of complex way to the other side. I, I'm very bad. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now well, I you, go again, right? Because now we're back on. You go again. We're in the fifth round. All right. So to just put the finishing touches on. <laughs> this uh, destruction. Beat down. I'm, I'm going to pick a game that maybe won't mean anything to you, but will to Keith Law and to others, which is Settlers of Catan. Yeah, you know, that's every, I, I, I know it only because uh, because of Keith Law. I, I've never played it. Settlers of Catan is so nerdy. I mean, it's one of the nerdiest things you can do. Yeah, it, it, It's also wonderful. It's an incredibly fun, intricate, complex, thoughtful, slow-moving wonderful game that is that you can become obsessed with um it's it's not even worth explaining what it is it really it's just a wonderful game it's incredibly intricate and great it i I, for a while when i lived in new york i there was a group of friends who played it all the time we got really really into it i then made the character ben wyatt um on parks and recreation adam scott's character it was his favorite game and he got made fun of a lot for it being so nerdy. But we actually got Mayfair Games, the, the company that makes it, to like give us permission to use it. And we did like a whole episode where at his bachelor party, what he really wanted to do was play Settlers <laughs> of Catan, which is the opposite of a bachelor party. Um, but we actually put the game, we, we got the game on TV, and it felt like this kind of great victory for this kind of... I mean, it's a, the game is a phenomenon. It's, it's internationally... Played sure, it's and huge. Like beloved and it's huge but it also was like oh my god there are people playing settlers of Catan on a network uh sitcom right now which was fun <laughs> um anyway the point is it's a wonderful game and it's i i think it's probably better than all of the other games that we've both chosen except for maybe chess um and if you haven't played it and you're interested in board games i would recommend that too well i was gonna say knowing knowing me as you do <laughs> and knowing that i'm really not into fantasy type stuff would i like it it's not really fantasy okay. it's not like dragons and wizards you know i mean okay. it's 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 like you're basically you're using sort of different resources to kind of try to construct it's a little bit hard to explain civilization like i mean i have played civilization is yeah, it like that yes. it, I, it's more in that range yeah it's like you have like all you have like you know, wheat and ore and livestock cards and stuff, and you're sort of you're trying to build them into a configuration that earns you points for different things. And um, you know, it's it, but it's not like it's not fantasy. It's not like Game of Thronesy, right? Kind, right? Kind right? Of. It's more. It, it's more in the. It, it, but it, it's really. I think. I really think you would like it because it's just sort of a. It's like an interesting challenge. It's an interesting puzzle to try to play it well. Interesting. All right. Well, I might give it. A it's shot. worth. You should give it a shot. I think you might like it. I might give it a shot. All right. So I'm going to go with with my fifth pick. And I have to tell you, I'm looking at my board here. I'm looking at what I've got on my board to choose. And honestly, if Keith Law saw this piece of paper, he'd never speak to me again. I mean, it would literally be that. He would just say, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You're you're done. You're done. I'm never, ever talking. And not only that, I'm going to make fun of you on Twitter every day. So... <laughs> um. But I got to pick one of these anyway because these are the only games I know. So I, I I I will tell you the ones that I did not pick later. Um, but I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to pick Clue as as my fifth pick, mainly because it is my it's the one game from my childhood, and the, I would include Monopoly in this. Um, it's the one game from my childhood that my my girls will play and play with some enthusiasm. Now they'll get bored after a little while, but 
the the whole notion of who did the murder that sort of still that still carries the day a little bit the the sort of quirkiness obviously there's many different versions of clue we at the house often pay play uh the office clue which uh we play it basically because every single time we play the game uh Dwight Schrute ends up being the murderer which has just been weird to watch <laughs> super fun uh but I like playing the old game the professor plum and and all that with the candlestick in the library and all those sorts of things um there's a little nostalgia there uh it's not a great game and you can't play it more than once or twice before you're like yeah enough of that for for a few months enough of that um but it's fun and and in in very small doses and the girls do like it and like i say i mean Monopoly, we, we have other versions of Monopoly. There's like quicker versions that they will play. But like the actual Monopoly game, they're just not going to dive in for that long into a Monopoly game. Uh, but they'll play Clue. So I'll, I'll pick Clue with my fifth pick. Yeah, you know, in terms of like the kind of kid kid games, yeah. it's, it's not bad. It, it's not actually good. <laughs> <laughs> well, but all I have are kid games. I, I mean, yeah. I don't play, you know, I mean, that's for me... That's it's that's where my fun. kids are. It, I, I, it's not a terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, I the games I didn't pick for the record are I didn't pick Risk, which I could have, but I think Settlers of Catan is like a better version of Risk, sure. sort of. Sure. Uh, Clue was on my board because I have fond memories of it. I'm surprised you didn't pick Trivial Pursuit. Are you not I, a Trivial Pursuit I, guy? I, I am a Trivial Pursuit guy, and that was it was between those two. We don't play Trivial Pursuit here at the house because uh, to to play Trivial Pursuit the right way, you need one that is that is. Uh, fair for everybody and you were at the different ages so like the 11 year old and the 15 year old uh and my wife and me we all sort of have different levels and so if we played like movie trivial pursuit like the girls would have they wouldn't know you know any of the movies the old movies but if we played like music kids you know version it would be just for them and so so anyway we, we don't feel like it's been a great family game but i do love it and i loved the original version where you would constantly, I would constantly try to get the orange, right? Because orange was sports. So sure. I, I would always try to get sports, and it was never a sports question. It was always like a drink, <laughs> right? Like what, what, what do you have in a in a you know molot- you know different drink? Oh, yeah, cocktail. it's like weird. Like yeah, you would get questions about cocktails. Cocktails, yeah, all the time. Because it was technically sports and leisure or something, was the category, <laughs> right? So it was like. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. That, that happened to me too. I would always be furious. I would want it to be like, who hit the most home runs in baseball history? And then it would be like, what kind of driver move goes best in a, you know? Uh, I had Operation Balderdash on mine. Um, do you play Balderdash? Balderdash is fun. Yeah, Balderdash is fun. Balderdash is kind of fun. You know what's also fun is Apples to Apples. I'm not sure if you've played Apples to Apples. I have played Apples to Apples. It's, it's kind fun. of fun. It's kind of yeah. fun, yeah. It's fun if you're with a bunch of, like, I, we played it in the Parks and Rec writers room from time to time and we wanted to take a break, and it was fun to have a bunch of comedy writers arguing what was, you know, whether, like, oh, crickets are more like the concept of jurisprudence or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, you get crazy arguments being made, and if you have funny people making them, it's uh, it can be an enjoyable experience. We've started playing this one game, um, and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's like a train game, train board game, where you, you're you sitting there, uh, Ticket to Ride. Have you ever played Ticket to Ride? I don't think so, no. Okay, that was, I mean, that's really, like, legitimately fun, like, super fun, like that, and it feels nerdy enough that maybe... Maybe Keith Law would let me back in if I had chosen that. But uh, I didn't feel like I played it enough to know. All right. That's well, it. we nailed it again. 
<laughs> yeah, I would say this one we really, really uh, just couldn't have gotten better. So as always, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. 